a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra, and I'm very excited for you to meet them. Now, um, so if you've been listening to Manna, uh, thank you, uh, but if you've been listening and paying attention to our whole shtick here, uh, which is just about featuring and introducing you to just plain old regular guys who have just cool ways of, of living and expressing their faith in totally regular, normal walks of life. Uh, you likely haven't heard of any of the guests uh, on MANA until, until I've introduced them to you. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, except for the fact that most of our listenership, I think, is comprised of spouses and kids and in-laws. But, but theoretically, my introduction of our guests is the first time you're hearing of any of them, so you have to trust in how I'm introducing them to you. Uh, without, and you can't do any fact-checking or anything like that. So there's a tremendous amount of freedom that comes with that. Um, and that freedom ends today uh, because uh, our guest uh, is the only one, I think it's going to be safe to say, is the only one who, who has or, or will have, uh, looking forward to our guest, uh, his own Wikipedia page, uh, which I checked today. It's, it's impressive, impressively <laughs> built out. <laughs> and so I could have just brushed up on Wiki uh, to introduce today's guest, but I'm not going to. I'm going to introduce him just like I introduce everybody else because he's not on the show for his fame, but for his faith. And I worked on that alliteration all morning. Nice job. Thank you. Well Thank done, you Jeff. Much. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. So, 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 so here, so he's a multi-talented, multifaceted man of uh, like literally unbelievable range. Okay. He's a devoted husband, a father of eight, a Harvard grad, a champion for the coolest causes you can think of, a uh, founder of a new Catholic high school here in Minnesota, an entrepreneur. In fact, the room that we're sitting in, uh, we just got done talking business. We, we, we just got out of a legit business meeting, and now here we are. Uh, a motivational speaker, a stand-up comedian. Uh, oh, and, and, and last but certainly not least, a, a, a two-time NFL All-Pro center. <laughs> so just, I mean, seriously, dude, it's... it's you, you, even reading that. Well, if you try enough things, you find out what you're good at, it? Jeff. Is that Sooner it? or later. Right. So welcome today's Mana Man, very special guest to Mana, Mr. Matt Burke. Hello, Matt. How are you? Well, I am just great. And it is just, it's great to have you. It's great to have you on the show. And, and like the introduction said, it's great to have you on the show, just not because of why a lot of people probably would think you're on the show, but because of just of who you are. And, um, and like I referenced in... In uh, in that uh, that actually was it was uh, you know too short of an intro given everything that you've done, you know there there are so many directions that we could that we could go in the next few minutes here and we'll cover a lot of ground. But where I want to start and where I've started because I'm sure you've been one of the loyal listeners to me and, and and we always, so I always start with with uh, even though all the guys in the show have a lot of things that we can talk about, there's one thing that each guy has um, for me anyway that sort of like puts him. It's kind of it's kind of the man of brand for each of the guests, and and what I want to start talking about with with you is your humility, okay? Uh, especially given everything you've done, and it truly is 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 
it, it, it's just unbelievable. But but what's even more unbelievable is is the way you carry yourself, the way you introduce yourself. I mean, and I'm going to tell another quick little story, and then I want to hear you talk about it more. But um, I remember uh, this is now over a year ago, and you you were visiting me at where I work, and. And, uh, and so it's traditional kind of whatever corporate environment where there's like a reception desk. And so you come in and you check in and then the reception person calls whoever you're meeting with. And so I come down or come over to, to kind of pick you up and you're chatting up uh, the, the person at the reception desk. And, and, and if anybody has any right to be walking around with like, you know what, I'm sort of a big deal. It would be you, okay? And you're talking to her and making her feel like, th- like the more important person in the room, okay? And and you, that's that's just one very minor story of how you, you're always like that. And and it's almost like at times I felt when I've been with you, and of course I know who you are, and and I've been introducing you to somebody, and it's like I, it's almost like I have to pull out, you know, all of these bits of awesomeness and achievement that, that you, that you have, and you're just so extraordinarily humble. And so I want to start there. Like, where does that come from? And is that something that you've just been, you know, kind of very mindful of as you've conquered all of these really cool things through life? Because it's just, it's a very faith centered thing. You know, Jesus talks, uh, you know, uh, there's so many parables about the seat of the table and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And but 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 you never you never presented it as as that you just live it. So, so where does that come so from? So you're asking me to brag about my humility? Is <laughs> exactly. that what? <laughs> ironic? Ironic. Uh, that's uh, I don't know. I guess I guess that's just that's just how I was raised. You know, um, I don't know. I, my my parents. You know, my mother worked at a nursing home for 30 plus years. Which anybody who knows um, what that's like is it's such a such a servant job. Mm-hmm. You know. And, uh, and my dad did, did a number of things. One of them, biggest thing was he delivered newspapers. I mean, I mean, he delivered a lot of newspapers, which is a seven day a week, 365 days a year job, getting up at 3 a.m. every single day. And I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's just kind of who my parents, parents are. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how we were raised. Never, you know, there's no arrogance or ego about them. I think they see themselves as, as being here on this earth to serve. And yeah. that certainly comes from their faith. And, um, we were just, you're, you're not better than anybody else. Um, you're, you're all the same and, and you're not here for yourself. I think that's yeah. the one thing, you know, my parents, other than raising, uh, raising me as a, as a Catholic in the Catholic church, but, um, also they were, they were great witnesses and you know, we, we didn't have a lot, we didn't have a lot of money, a lot of stuff, whatever, but they were always volunteering and, mm-hmm. and, and doing things, whether it was at the soup kitchen or, you know, commissioner of the little league baseball league or. Or, or or whatever it was, you know, that was that was their focus. It wasn't it wasn't chasing the brass ring. It wasn't yeah. trying to buy a bigger house. It wasn't doing those things. It was just you know what can what can you do for for your fellow man? And ultimately, you know, that's what there's a lot there's different types of obstacles to overcome than than most people have, right? Yeah. Because you have all these all these things, all this stuff. But in a locker room, also every NFL team I played on had a, had a team chaplain who was there all the time. Um, there was Bible studies, you know. Mondays, Thursday night, there were couples Bible studies. Saturday nights before games, we had three of the four head coaches I played for were Catholics. We had mass in the hotel. So it's probably one of the few workplaces where you're actually encouraged to grow in your faith. And, you know, picking, I'm going to say half the guys have Bibles in their locker. They go to Bible study. Now it's easy for us to say, 
Uh, that guy goes to Bible study. I saw, I know he was at the mm-hmm. club at 2 a.m. on yeah. Friday. You know what? That's fine. That's, you know, we, God made us all uniquely. Yeah. He asked different things of us. We're all on our own journey. But they're no different than everybody else, right? Yeah. I think they're some guys more actively than others, just like in everyday life. Some people more intentionally than others are trying to find their way, discern discern the truth, discern what God's will is yeah. is for their life. You know, we, we probably spend our whole lives searching for that, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Thomas Aquinas who said that proof that God exists is that we, we cannot be fulfilled by the things of this world. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. paraphrasing. I'm hacking uh, Thomas Aquinas now. But, you know, I mean, so right, we're, we're, at the end of the day, we're all human beings yeah. and we all have souls. And so we're all, we're all alike in that way. It's just, uh, I, I will say certainly the NFL and its culture is, and, and the guys, the personalities are, are very unique. Yeah. But, I, but I'd say that, and as a fan, I remember this is years ago. I, I can't remember how young I was, but I remember, you know, the, with the stereotype kind of getting tipped on its head a little bit. I remember watching a, a game on TV and, the cameras were rolling and interviewing, you know, players and coaches afterwards. And, and, you know, kind of out of the, in the background, you could see a group of players from both teams yeah. at the center of the field yep. praying. Takes place and, after every NFL game. And I had never seen it. And, and, but I remember, I still remember that, that, and just thinking like, that is the, that is They never so show cool. that on TV. No, you know? they no. They should. I wish I they wish would. they did. Yeah. yeah. Because I do think those are the kinds of openings that I think, and not just men, but you know, a lot of times men need to see that. They actually need to see those butch, you know, whatever, you know, guys, guys, guys yeah. that are that are at the end of this battle and and together. You know, it's not like you had one one team does it over here and the other, it's like they're they're coming together and it's just such a great visual and and it and then you, as a guy you say, well, shoot, if they can do it, I mean. What am I like? Yeah. You know, what's stopping me? You know, yeah. I don't know where this the, the stereotype came from, right? That um, men of faith are are soft, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, or or you, we should keep it bottled up. I mean, that's kind of what our I think our culture tells us to do. Um, you know, and and I I I guess I, I get it to a to a point. Yeah, but that's what's really great about the NFL is right. These are these guys. A lot of them. Um, a lot of them. They're, they're overt Christians yeah. and they, they make no apologies for it. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe that's part of that. That's part of the blessing, and the gift of playing professional football. I mean, I was 310 pounds and you know, the strongest <laughs> guy and the biggest guy in any room I walked into, yeah. you know, I'd do whatever I want. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you, you, you definitely have some, you have your platform and you have some, some confidence um, that, uh, you know, maybe others don't have and you can, and you can do those types of things. And hopefully it is a, hopefully it is a powerful example. Yeah. Listen, I was, I was, I joke around a little bit, and but I say football has saved more people than than Billy Graham yeah. um, because it is because what I talked about it just being such a uh, such a spiritual journey yeah. for for a lot of guys and, and being so hard and, and I don't use the word suffering but you know if you kind of follow me here right football what's football about the game itself right it's about discipline it's about hard work it's about delaying gratification uh, it's about doing you know. You, Nobody wants to be a lineman, right? But you mm-hmm. do it for the good of the team. Like sure. there's all these sure. very easy, metaphor, easy spiritual yeah. metaphors yeah. Um, you can you can make, and uh, and so it, it it lends itself well um, to that, you know, to, mm-hmm. to to helping to helping 
guys grow in their faith. And, and I'm certainly, I'm certainly one of those, yeah. one of those guys. Well, and to be able to look at, you know, it's, it's, God works through everything, every channel, you mm-hmm. know, there's a, there's, a, it'd be a little bit more difficult, but, uh, but plumbers could talk about how they're able to, you know, live out faith and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, something with unclogging things, but that's gross. Um, but, it, but, 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 you know, it's, the, it's also just the, you know, it's, uh, it's the adage, um, you know, you're the only Bible that a lot of people are ever going to read. Mm-hmm. You know, and, so, and so whether it's on a football field or in a sales office, you know, I just think that's the, that's kind of the real power of it. Were, who were the guys, aside from your dad, were there any men that, that throughout life, I mean, you had coaches, you know, teammates. I mean, were, do any, do any guys stand out as being for you, you know, influential just in your whole, you know, kind of uh, your, your wife, it sounds like was really yeah, no the catalyst, no you know, um, um, but any, any guys that, that, come to mind as being particularly influential? I would sort of separate it into two periods, you know, growing up and, and into my early part of my career, I had, I had great examples of a lot of men of virtue, mm. you know, guys in the neighborhood. I mean, dads in the neighborhood who'd be, you, know, you watch out for everybody, um, coaches, teachers, those type, just great, great. You know, you can't, you can't, um, I think it's really hard, especially for a kid to, to develop virtue if it's not modeled for them. So I think I had a lot of great role models in that respect. When I sort of started on this journey back where I really took the initiative and said, okay, what, you know, who, where do I stand on this faith thing? Again, God's in everything. We, we built a house and, and moved and uh, moved next door to a, to a family. And I said uh, to their builder, I said, what do you know about this family next door? And the first thing he said was, oh, they're, they're really Catholic. You know, they're really strong Christians. And I was like, and I remember I said that, I said, one, I was just, I was just kind of, Wow, that's the first thing he yeah. said about them. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, are they going to be like those Bible thumping, you know, like goody two shoes, happy. <laughs> um, anyways, that was, that was the Chapman family. And Rich Chapman, uh, you know, has just been a, in fact, you should have, you need to have him on the show. Um, 20 years older than me, kind of looked at him, just observing him from afar, from across the cul-de-sac and saying, you know, that guy's 20 years older than me. And he's sort of, he's, he's kind of like what I want to be like. And I don't mean that in any way from like what he had or what kind of car he drove or anything like that, but just, you know, the, the man that he was, the father that he was, the husband that he was. And so I got to know him. Right. And it's like, well, what, what makes this just kind of says like, I'm, this is all I have going. It's just right here, right now. I think like cigar smoke somehow elevates conversation to, to, to a, superhuman level, which I would need to be on if I was going <laughs> to converse with you. So maybe I'd, maybe I'd get a box and, um, and, and, and indulge and, you know, figure that yeah. I can smoke a whole box of cigars because sure. I was with Jesus. And so he would just, you know, any damage that I was doing totally. to my body, he could just wipe away. One touch. Um, there. But yeah, that's, I would just, I would want to cool. go as deep as I humanly yeah. possibly could go. That's awesome. All right. Fun segment. Question number two. Uh, if you could go to church with any other guy, and it can't be Jesus because we've he's busy smoking. Mm. <clears throat> so if you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, who would it be? Wow, that's a that's a heck of a heck of a question. Um, so what Matt is doing now, just as he considers his answer, this is exactly what 
sending the questions in advance yeah. avoids. And so then we say, so if guests ever do him and ha, they're, they just haven't prepared. Yeah. Now, in Matt's defense, he has had no time. Yes. Uh, but now just those last 20 seconds, I've given him 20 seconds. You're of, buying of me time. time. Totally buying time. This is the stretch. Um, I'm going to say I've always had a, uh, well, I've had a devotion to, to Thomas More, St. Thomas More. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an intellectual giant. Uh, he was also... Uh, he was beheaded. For those listeners that don't know, you know, as Catholics, we got the saints, right? We've got the Hall of Fame Christians, our <laughs> saints. So uh, Thomas More was uh, my confirmation saint. He was intellectual giant, and he would not grant uh, King Henry VIII a divorce from his wife. So, so the the king uh, just had him killed. Yeah. And uh, the thing I always admired about Thomas More was one, obviously he and he knew what was going to happen to him, and he accepted it. Uh, but he also, uh, the thing that I think I really connected with him right before he was to be beheaded, they asked him if he, you have any last words. And he said, well, yes. He goes, I'd like to uh, remove my beard because my beard, didn't, he was being beheaded for treason. He said, my beard did not commit treason. Therefore, I don't think it should suffer the same fate as I am. And to have to just to, you know, the final seconds of your life yeah. to still have your, your smart you aleck yeah, ability. Right. Um, but no, just uh, you know, a man like that, I think would... Uh, um, you know, I would, it, I would just be honored to, to go to church with him and, yeah. and, and be around him, and you know that that type of character and totally. virtue and standing for for what is right, well, and especially that, and especially marriage. You know, marriage, I mean, I yes, that is amen, today. amen to that. And you know, that's I mean, to me, you know, what is what is being a man, right? In our culture, we think it's, I don't know, six pack abs or and sports car or country club mm-hmm. membership. No, to me, that's, that's what being a man is, yeah. right? That's, that's exactly what we need to uh, strive for yep. as, as men to be like that. That's awesome. All right. Last question. Um, and this is, this is one I don't feel guilty about not giving you in advance because I'm, I'm confident you actually have d- given this over the course of your years to a lot of, a lot of, um, <clears throat> grateful young men. Um, but the question is this, if you had one piece of advice to give a young man about being comfortable living in his faith, as you've lived now and you're such a good example, what would that piece of advice be? To, to practice the tenets of your faith. I mean, wherever it is you go to church, so I'm just going to use my, you know, I'm, I'm a Catholic, so it's, it's going to Mass, it's, it's spending time in adoration, it's praying the rosary, it's doing those type, but to keep practicing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And I relate it to football, right? And football... Every single day, you do the same drills, the same fundamental drills. You do them, I, like, as I was a center, I snapped the football every day. The linemen, we go down in the corner, we get in these things called shoots, we use boards. I mean, it's the same thing they do in high school. It's the same thing they do in college. It's the same thing you do in the NFL. You keep doing that over and over and over because the fundamentals never, ever change. You know, what changes mm-hmm. is the attention that we pay to them. We yeah. think, I've already done that. I know that. Like, that's kind of what I thought when I got to college and I started stopped going to church. It's like, I already know all that stuff, right, right? right? No, no. It doesn't matter how many times you've done it before. It matters that you're doing it again. And if you keep doing that, that doesn't guarantee that there's not going to be uh, dry periods in your life, you know, even in, in your prayer life. I mean, it's not going to be just all duckies and mm-hmm. bunnies and roses. But if you keep doing it, whether you feel like it or not, just keep doing it over. That's going to keep you on the right path, right? Yeah. Pointed in the right direction. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and so it's, that's a, and then, and then B is to also understand that it's not always going to be, it's not always going to feel like you're going to feel like, Oh, I'm super connected to God and, and I'm, I'm crushing it, you know, and everything's going my way. That's not, that's not what a, a life of, of faith means that, that that's not what you're, what's your promise. But yeah. I think 
you know, it's, for me, it's been so important to just have those have those practices that I can keep doing, you know, good times, bad times, mm-hmm. whether I feel like it's something I can actually do, yeah, right, yeah. instead of just sitting there and talking about yeah. it or thinking about it. Well, and so much of it is the routine. A, a priest that you and I have in common, <clears throat> Father Mike, tells the story of, of and I think he actually tells the story um, talking to an NFL player who was, you know, just – it kind of lost his way and, and trouble and, and he was not talking about you, but, but, uh, and, he, and, and the first question he asked was, well, when did you stop praying? Yeah. Cause it's, you know, that it's as simple as that, you know, just getting out of those practices and those, those healthy habits about just maintain, it's like staying in shape. You know, you can't, you can't take a year off running and then expect to run a marathon. Yeah. I mean, and, it's just, and you know, and I think this is the devil too, right? Like he, for whatever reason, you stop going to church, you stop praying, and then you think, well, I blew that. And, you know, it just kind of gets worse. It's like if I'm eating potato chips and it's like, oh, gosh, I shouldn't have had those 10 potato chips. Well, I might as well just eat the whole bag, right? You know, I'm, I'm already came this. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, you know, I mean, no, that's not like I think that's the devil saying, yeah, you know, you already screwed it up. You're not worthy, whatever, right? I mean, you, w- you wake up every day, you pick up your cross, and you say, today I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve God. Mm-hmm. And, and you, I try to do it one day at a time, sometimes even one hour at a time, right? Um, and just and stay, stay in that moment. Um, there's a great Latin phrase. I, I don't think I'm going to say it right, but it's 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 chop, nunc choppy. I think it's called "Now I Begin," and it's mm-hmm. basically like you know, I mean, what's life, right? You run, you fall down. You get up, you run, you fall down. You're going to keep falling down. That's mm-hmm. that's that's part of the deal. This whole like happily ever after thing yeah, that we're right. that we're sold as kids that does not exist that's not real yeah. um i think if if you're feeling the struggle uh if if you're encountering resistance from the outside world if you're if you've got inner turmoil that's good that means you're on the on the right path yeah. god didn't god didn't promise christians a life of ease and comfort you know it's 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 gonna be yeah. a struggle that's the whole point because that's where that's where god is yeah that's great Matt Burke, thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.